It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. I remember when I was a new Christian, the very first time I heard uh, a teenager in a Christian family say something like this to their parents, do we have to go to church this Sunday? And I remember the response of the dad was, no, we don't have to go to church. We get to go to church. Now, I have heard some form of that statement many times since then, but it's a very important truth to grasp and principle And really, it's something that Jesus makes clear for us here in Luke chapter number 19. We have in Luke 19, Jesus's final entry into Jerusalem before his crucifixion. Um, This is the fourth time since we've been going through the Gospels, we have went into this um, Passion Week in Matthew, in Mark, in John, and now in Luke. And Jesus begins his pursuit, his entrance into Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us, beginning in verse 37, when he was come near, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees, the religious leaders from among the multitude, said to him, Master, rebuke your disciples. And he answered and said to them, I tell you, if these would hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. So the people gather together and they line the streets for what we call Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. It's actually the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy and a quote from Psalm um, 118 in verse 26, where uh, the people say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. So what this was, this was a prophetic fulfillment that identified Jesus as the long expected, the long awaited Messiah of Israel. And so this cry, this prophetic fulfillment, man, if accepted by the religious leaders of that day, meant that they were accepting Jesus as the Messiah. They had been opposing Jesus. They had been fighting against Jesus. So surely now they cannot accept this prophetic uh, fulfillment or proclamation without some pushback. And so they hear this proclamation. They see Jesus riding in on this donkey. They understand the language, the prophetic significance. And the Bible says in verse 39, and some of the Pharisees from among the multitude, they said to Jesus, rebuke your disciples. They couldn't let it stand. They had to either worship him as the Messiah or they had to take one final push against him. But, you know, this is the perfect opportunity for Jesus to maybe say, hey, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the anointed one. Don't offer me praise. But, you know, Jesus did not rebuke the disciples. What he said in verse 40 is he answered and said to them, he said, I tell you, if these hold their peace, the stones will immediately cry out. You know what? Jesus said, if they don't fulfill this prophecy, man, God can use the inanimate objects. God can use the rocks to do it. You see, I I was thinking about this as I'm reading it. God doesn't need any of our praise. 
God doesn't need any of our cooperation to accomplish what he wants to do, right? We don't have to serve the Lord. We get to serve the Lord, but God doesn't really need us. Because if we fail in our responsibility as humans and praising our creator, man, the inanimate creation or even the animal creation can easily step in the gap and gladly praise the creator. You know, over in Romans 8, it talks about how the whole creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The Bible always or often speaks in a language of even the creation being aware of Christ and how important he is. Man, at the crucifixion, what happened? The the sky darkened, right? There was an earthquake. Um, The rocks split. The curtain in the temple was ripped in half. We see that in Matthew 27 and Luke chapter 23. At the crucifixion, even the creation responded in sorrow to the fact that the Son of God was dying on the cross and being made sin for us. You see, even if if we don't praise him, the, the rocks will. Hey, you go back to Numbers chapter 22 and you have Balaam's donkey, right? He's riding along and there's an angel in the road and this angel's got this sword and gonna take him out. And this donkey sees it with these spiritual eyes that God somehow gave him. And he keeps trying to push him off the road and, and he keeps beating his donkey, keeps beating. And finally, man, the donkey speaks and said, why are you beating me three times now? Haven't I been your your donkey for a long time? Haven't I done the right thing? Man, if we don't do it, even the rocks will. God can use a donkey if he needs to. God can use stones. God can use the sky. Man, God can use the veil in the temple. Even creation, even the heavens show his praise. Psalm 119, verse 1. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament shows his handiwork. And I love this line in scripture, day unto day utter speech. There is no place, there is no language where their voice is not heard. God speaks of the rising and the setting of the sun as a voice that is speaking forth his creation. What a foolish thing to say there is no God. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God, right? Even the creation gives homage to its creator, even the rocks and the animals. And so Jesus says at the response of the rebuke of the Pharisees, if they don't praise me, if they don't fulfill this prophetic scripture, God will just use the rocks to do it. God will just use the rest of his creation to do it. Man, there's a song that has such powerfully written lyrics about our responsibility to live and serve God um, and how we see it all in the creation. It's called, So Will I. And there's a refrain at the end. It says, if the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. If the sum of all our praises still falls shy, then we'll sing again a hundred billion times. Man, if the rocks do it, if the wind does it, if, if the stars were made to worship, man, if the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. You see, the word for today is this. None of us have to praise God. We get to praise God. 
So don't let the rocks do it for you because they are. Man, don't let the animals do it for you because they are. Don't let the mountains and the ocean and the wind do it for you. Um, They are. You see, we need to take a a moment right now and, and praise the Lord. Offer the sacrifice of praise that he deserves from each and every one of us. Hey, we don't have to praise him. Man, we get to praise him. What a privilege that we have today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.